You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And thanks for being with us. It is time for us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. And I'm in the studio. He's Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. He is at the Golf Cave Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. Yes, sir. Well, Jeff Jeff was working. He took his, his rules official hat off this year. Did not grace us with his presence, but uh, the rest I of the really show. I really enjoy the, the rules officiating, right? It's You do? Yeah, I really do. You know, it, it's something that it, it's one more attachment to the game that I have. When it comes to tournament golf, I really like how you're supposed to play. Much of the time on this show, I take my USGA rules official hat and I throw it across the room and we talk <laughs> about it like, okay, now let's forget about all this stuff. Let's go have some fun, right? But I like to put it back on and talk about tournament golf because of the game is a challenge. And when you're playing in a stroke play tournament or even a match play tournament, this is when you need to know all of the rules of the competition. And I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the the golf professional piece in me that likes to be serious about the rules and say, no, we're not allowed to do that because it gains an unfair advantage over the rest of the field. You know, I, I, I like that part. But uh, also, you, we couldn't do it. If you know the rules, sometimes you can use the rules to your advantage. That's right. You know, you can use if you use the rules in your management of the golf course. Um, you know, so but to do that, you really have to know what you're doing or ask a rules official. Yeah. At the time. What are my you, options? Right. Are you allowed to, to answer a question if I were on the tee and looking to where I wanted to place my tee shot and knowing that I could get in trouble at some point down there? In some of the landing zones, can I look and say, what would happen if my ball landed at X instead of at Y? So you're, you're, you would be, I couldn't begin to tell you how to choose to play. Right. But I would say, I'm aware that there's a hazard up there. And I don't know how far down it is, right? Because we're standing here and I'm not going to go out there and measure it for you. So I'm not your personal uh, servant as far as how you is and, and act as your caddy. But I can tell you what the rules will allow you to do if your ball is in it. That, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was asking. Cool. Right. Okay. More rules questions, more uh, college tournament action, and more about French Lick. It was a fun weekend uh, once I sobered up. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. It's getting to be summertime, and in summertime, it gets hot to play golf in the afternoon, so I like to have a very early tea time, but I don't wake up very well, especially without coffee. And I've got Tea Box Coffee now, which is a, a coffee company for golfers, basically. They don't roast your beans until after you place an order, which keeps everything very, very fresh. They've got eight different roasts, so they cover all the tastes. Whether you want whole bean or ground, the choice is yours. You can get a light roast for, like, they call 8 a.m. tea time, a fairway all day, which is a French vanilla, and then they have some medium to more robust roasts like Country Club, which is a blend and hole-in-one, which is Honduras. For all you non-caffeine drinkers, yes, they have the driving range decaf. You see, there's something for everyone. 
everybody. And every time you buy from T-Box, you earn points. And those points can be redeemed for rewards like free coffee, discounts on exclusive merch, even some gift card giveaways to your favorite golf store. Right now, use the code WEEKEND20 and you will get 20% off your first order at T-Box Coffee. And then if you sign up for a subscription after you try out T-Box, you can keep that 20% off discount and the subscription can be changed, canceled at any time. You choose your coffee and the frequency in which you want it delivered. It's that simple. Use code WEEKEND20 to receive 20% off your entire first order. It is T-Box Coffee, premium coffee for golfers. And thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. He is a rules official. Was just explaining that if you're playing in a tournament, yes, you can ask a rules official what would happen if, you know, what what the rules would say. He can't, like he said, he can't suggest what you should do, but he can tell you what the rules say you can do vis-a-vis whatever problems you think you might be getting into. Right. Uh, which was difficult because, you know, we have discussed how wonderful the Pete Dye golf course is and how challenging and how tough it can be. The right. big 10 NCAA men's championship was being played at the Pete Dye golf course at French Lake resort this past weekend. And there are 14 teams in the big 10, which that, and that math confuses me. <laughs> you know? Right. And something happened. It's good. It was a long ride. The, I judged the quality of the teams playing by the size of their bus. Okay. <laughs> <In the parking laughs> And the best-looking van was from the Michigan State golf team. It was a Mercedes, one of the big – those big sprinter vans? Yeah. Big sprinter vans, okay? And it was all decked out as a bus comfortable. And I said, ah, this must be the team to beat. And at the end of the first day of competition, they had a 12-stroke lead. How about that? At the end of the second day of competition, they had a one-stroke lead. And I believe three or four of them had to walk home. (laughs) (laughs) All the way back to East Lansing. (laughs) Because the fighting Illini won the tournament (laughs) and the championship for like the seventh time in the last nine years or something. Yeah. But but watching those guys play is phenomenal. We were... The first day, the wind was like, and you know, they had a huge flagpole out front of the, the mansion there with the American they flag did, at the yeah. top. And then they had all 14 of the school flags draped down the flagpole. All of them were flying out straight all day long. It was about a 25, 30 mile an hour wind on Friday. <laughs> Saturday we came and they were all out straight again, but in the total 180 degree opposite direction. Okay. <laughs> So as a player, you go, oh, yeah, yeah. And you, you have to take because we've done we've done a couple episodes on how to deal with wind. We you have know, one, one, two, three clubs, how many clubs, you know, that there there really is. Again, it's the answer to how what club difference do I take with this wind? It depends. It depends greatly on how well you play in the wind, um, how far you hit it to begin with. And, and, you know, how high you hit it again, because picking the grass up off the ground and throwing it is not going to tell you where the wind's blowing. Looking at the treetops is going to tell you where the wind's blowing. Looking yeah. at the flagpole is going to tell you where the wind is blowing and, and watching there, those flags. There's not a lot be, of trees up there. No, there aren't. That's why that you is. need the flags. And you can see those flags from like everywhere in the course. You can. But it was 
the, the funny thing is we left the hotel at like eight o'clock in the morning and the temperature was 67 degrees. We get up to the top of the hill where the Pete Dye course is. Yeah. The temperature was 53 degrees. Not a shock. No. Yeah. And and the wind we'll was head right back to the valley. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, okay, I should have brought the jacket. So, but it was, it was great. It was great golf. Uh, Big 10 golf is, is wonderful. Even Purdue played well. Um, I hate to point that out to you. But <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. IU, not so much, man. No, they did not have a good week. They did not. No. They did not. From what I understand, the coach was a little bit miffed at them also. But I'm not surprised. They weren't they weren't playing up to they weren't playing up to their capacity or their yeah, capability. Not the right time to to miss yeah. your opportunity, right? You know, that's gotta be tough, man, for schools in this section of the country to have the championship at this time of year. Now, granted, this year here in the Midwest, in the uh, in the upper Midwest, has been a tad cooler than normal. But still, it's it's a little early in the golf season to try to be at your best, is it not? It, it is, and that's the tough thing about this is what a lot of people don't get about college sports in the north, right? Here we are in the Midwest and Louisville and, you know, southern Indiana. And reality is that's still in the north and it's still in April. Mm-hmm. And that means you're most likely going to be cold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you don't get to travel south enough to warm weather to play enough to make it. It's a tough gig yeah. in college sports to be a golfer in the north because half of your time spent is cold and windy and wet. So, you know, when I talk to the, the kids who always tell me, you know, from around here and they're always – you know, telling me I want to get on the college golf team and I want to go play at Purdue. I want to play at Michigan. I want to go play at IU. I want to play at Notre Dame. I want to play Ohio State. You know, they want to do all those things. I'm like, do you not like warm weather? (laughs) (laughs) You just rattled off a whole bunch of times where you're about to be cold. Yeah. And And, it's even, even for people playing at that, at that level, playing in the cold is different than playing in the warmth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different game, really. You, different, it is. You know, the, the wind just thing. rips through you. Mm-hmm. And you got extra clothes on. Your hands are cold. It's a whole different animal yeah. than playing golf when you're warm. Exactly. Lots of people are warm weather golfers. And, and indoor, really struggle. I, I would imagine most of those those um, schools have, have pretty decent indoor facilities. Oh, sure. But still, that's not the same. That's, no. No, it's, it's really not. And so here's the thing, right? You practice indoors, your hands are not cold. You practice indoors, you're not soaking wet. You practice indoors, you're not really wearing all that stuff. Right. Just like when you're down south, right? So just yeah. keep that in mind. But as soon as you get outside and go compete in a 36-hole yeah. deal, you know, you got trouble. Yep. You got trouble. You're standing out there freezing walking the whole day, wind's ripping through you the whole day. You turn in your scorecard after the first round and everybody wants to go in and you got to walk to the next tee and do it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your box lunch. Sorry about your luck. Keep your feet dry and mm-hmm. wear your hand warmers. Yep. Yep. Get those. And play better. Little, yeah. And, and 
do the math appropriately for a 30 plus mile an hour wind. Yeah. On a course where there is very little margin for error and they weren't the, the understood that uh, the coaches at the beginning were, were kind of complaining that they had the course set up to play 7,100 yards. And they were they like, thought well, it was too short. Yeah. They said, that's too short. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the sure. folks at and the folks at French Liquid, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Trust yeah. us on this one, okay? Yeah. And uh, and they uh, they stopped complaining after the first day about yeah. how short it was. Yeah, they were happy with the wind. Yeah, because they had look when you got a two to three club wind and it's rarely at your back, you're in a battle. Yeah, game's hard enough. And the look, number 18, which is a par five, um, had played into the wind or had the crosswind most of the time because it is a 90 degree dog leg to the left. Um, and again, with no margin for error, if, if you know, you hit it to the right hand side to try to ride the wind and it doesn't push it back to the fairway, you're in gunk. And yeah. if you don't put don't aim far enough right and the wind does maneuver it, it's going to wind up. 150 feet below the level of the fairway. We saw many a guy down there after their drive in the uh, in the valley, which is not mowed very well. And you you have nothing but sympathy for those guys because you've been there. Yeah. And you know that the best shot is just pick it up and walk back up to the fairway. Which it, they you know what? It, and and honestly, on that golf hole, that's really not a bad idea. Is you know, to be down in the hole and then shoot it right back up the hill because at least you're not having to fight the wind going dead into it. That's true. Yeah, you'd be until you you covered the or, or until you, you passed the lip of the fairway, yeah. you wouldn't have any wind at all. Probably. That's right. So that you don't your ball isn't being pushed around that much of the flight, just the very end. You know, the thing of it is, is it's tough to practice playing in the wind um, artificially. You, you have to go out and play in the wind. You can't you can't repeat those conditions uh, indoors or somewhere else. We got more we're going to talk about and we'll do it when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Stick with us. Yes, I know we have waited a very long time, but summertime is here. And you're going to be outside and you are going to be hot. You're going to be sweating. You are going to be uncomfortable and you're going to want to be cool. And one of the ways to stay cool, to be cool, to feel cool and to look cool and to keep the summer heat from melting your ice cubes is to stay frosty where it counts in brand new Tommy John underwear. Yeah, because when you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler, literally and figuratively. So you can do everything better thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. There are dozens of comfort innovations. Tommy John keeps you looking and feeling cool all season long from lounging at home to the summertime fun out on the golf course or anywhere else you're going. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love their Tommy John underwear and their loungewear. I love my stuff, too. I love wearing the Tommy John hammock pouch underwear. Wore it last weekend playing golf up at the Pete Dye course because, man, it just it just makes you feel so comfortable. And when you're comfortable, you don't have to worry about that that discomfort and the, the uncomfortable rearranging that we do. You, you just play better. I can honestly say get Tommy John hammock pouch underwear and you will play better golf because Tommy John doesn't just make you feel cooler. You actually are cooler. 
You can stay up to seven degrees cooler than wearing cotton in Tommy John's Apollo underwear. Plus, there's no risk because you're covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free, guarantee. ShopTommyJohn.com slash golf guys right now. Get 20% off your first order. 20% off right now. This minute. Go now. Go to TommyJohn.com slash golf guys and shop. Pick out what you want. Get 20% off everything you order. TommyJohn.com slash golf guys. Seaside for details. You're going to love wearing Tommy John underwear. You're going to love wearing Tommy John lounge pants. Get you a couple pairs of those. You'll thank me. They have the Tommy John best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. TommyJohn.com slash golf guys. Hey, thanks for hanging. It is Those Weekend Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Golf Magazine Top 100 Teacher. Uh, I want to extol the virtues of, uh, of talking with a Top 100 Teacher. You don't even have to take a lesson from them. You can just talk to them and you can get better. We played nine holes on Saturday at the Donald Ross course. Yep. That, at French Lake, which is the course they play. I think it was the 1923 U.S. Open on. Yeah. I like and that track. It's, it's a lot of fun there. Right? They call it the hill course because it is. It's hilly on a hill. It's like this all over the place. And there's not, there's, there's not a flat green on the course anywhere. Donald Ross had this idea of course they, they did it all with, you know, buggies and horses and guys with shovels. They didn't have any earth movers and stuff like that. So it's natural topography for the most part. Uh, So I have a new driver. I have a new swing and I have a new attitude about playing golf. Uh-oh. I took all, three of, took all three of them to the Donald Ross course. There are, what, uh, seven fairways uh, on the front nine? Yeah. I hit them all. How about that? Uh-huh. You and your fancy-schmancy new driver, huh? And my fancy-schmancy new swing, courtesy mm-hmm. of one Jeff Smith Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. How about you, Mr. Fancy Schmancy? And I get, I get I get the same comment from people. I've been getting the same comment for the past year from people who watch me play golf I play with who do not intimidate me, whether I know them or not. Again, thanks. Are to, you going to use the example that you're allowed to say on the radio? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. All I know is that the comment that really warms my heart is you know I've heard it now three consecutive weeks playing with people that I've never played with before. It's like, man, that swing is so smooth. Yeah, that's the one you're allowed to say on the air. Good, yeah. I'm glad you chose that one. <laughs> There's other things that people say to you that you tell me about. <laughs> They're probably unairable. Unairable. Yes, we'll just skip right over them. Use your imaginations, people. We're not going there. <laughs> But that, well, that was something that that you worked with me on, the, yep. the, the herky-jerky motions and things like that that I overcame. It was really difficult because, you know, when you have somebody who is tense and let's say, you know, they're, they're, they're a nervous swinger of the club, mm-hmm. it's difficult sometimes to give them back their fluidity and their athleticism. But, uh, you know, we managed to do that. And some of that came from the success in that. Some of it came from your seeing yourself hit better shots when 
when just the regular people, the normal people that you're around were around because you're comfortable <laughs> around them. Yeah. But you started to see more good quality strikes and good ball flight come. And then when other people came around, you weren't quite so nervous. Yeah. Well, you know, when when the first thing that goes through your mind when you set up to your ball on the tee is not, I wonder where this is going to go. Yeah. Please, please make it go somewhere where I won't be embarrassed. Now, that that whole thought process leads to nothing but disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because then then all of a sudden you start to hold and squeeze and. And that's where a lot of that herky jerkiness, you know, manifests from. Mm -hmm. But the more times you see things that give you confidence, then all of a sudden you you think differently on the tee and you're standing there with different thoughts in your head like, I'm just going to hit it right down this fairway, right to that spot. Yeah. Because you've seen yourself control your ball much more now. And when the ball's under control, then you have more confidence and then there's less squeezing and less herky jerky motion. Yeah. Well, when you, when you learn where the ball belongs in the setup process, yeah, which may sound totally uh, academic or, or, you know, just, just like totally rudimentary stuff, but so few of us amateur golfers know exactly where the ball should be as opposed to, where our, our bodies are and our legs are and our feet are and our hands are. But when you do learn where it should be and where your hand should be in relation, it becomes easier to swing effectively. It really does. And then the contact gets better almost immediately. Yes, it does. <laughs> you know, I talk about ball position with people quite a bit. You know, when I use this example a lot, I used it with you. Try to imagine yourself just standing on the first tee, making practice swings, and there's no ball there, mm -hmm. and how fluid and easy and simple it all feels. And you, like other golfers, say things along the lines of, man, I wish I could just hit it with my practice swing. Yeah. Well, now, let's think about that right away. Your practice swing is that natural one that just flows from your body, and it takes the club through a very specific place. Yeah. And if the ball is in some other place, when you go step up to it, now you're having to change all those angles and change the flow of all of it. And the club face comes in from a different place and angled at a different place. And then there's a result. And then there's that tension that builds up because nothing felt right. Mm -hmm. And you wish you could just go back and hit it on the practice swing but a lot of times finding out where the ball should really be within that natural flowing swing really helps. So yes. when I talk to you about, Hey, how about your stance and how about your hands and how much your arms and, and where do they normally naturally go to? And then where does the club flow through? And then we put the ball right there. It felt so much easier. You said, yes. Yeah. And I haven't topped a fairway wood since, since we finally had those conversations of where the ball should be and, where your hand should be and where the club face should be. And, uh, you know, it's it just, just having the right, I mean, as, as elementary as it sounds, just having the right idea of where everything should be in relation to each other. You're, you're not forcing anything. You know, you're not making any changes between take the, the takeaway and then the, the downswing and striking the ball. You're, you know, you just, you're where you're supposed to be. 
and you swing and you swing nice and smooth in the hole. Let the club do the work thing. Don't try to kill it. You know, and the timing and the tempo, you get that right. And you're going to be, you're going to hit some marvelous golf shots that people you're playing with are going to go, who the hell are you again? Yeah. You know, know? there's a lot of truth in that. I work with mechanics all the time, but how I do it on a per person basis, maybe the mechanics themselves are actually pretty darn functional, but they're being asked, like in the in the discussion of the ball position, maybe they're being asked to send a club through a different spot than where they would be at their best. Mm-hmm. So sometimes by setting up the angles better for the body, you know, the legs and the arms and the hands and the club right. face and all that, maybe that's the way that I work with mechanics with somebody to improve their mechanics. Mm-hmm. As opposed to... I want you to be in this position up here and that position over there, halfway down in this position right here at impact. And yet didn't change where the ball was. Yeah. Then mechanics would be difficult to work with. So, you know, my goal is to make it as quick and easy as possible to repeat for success. And then there's those who I work with their mechanics on a a much more fine detailed sort of a way because they're already basically pretty good but we've got to make sure that a couple things are made to be just better. So that way the ball could go a little straighter if mm-hmm. that's what they want. Maybe the ball could go a little farther because that's always what they want. And maybe it could be hitting the center of the face better and come down at a better trajectory with the right kind of spin and stop yeah. dead, which is what they all want too. Exactly. And you know, whatever it is you want, you can, you can learn how to do it if you just are open to it. And I found out one other thing that I was doing wrong and and I thank you for and now I know what some of those sideways glances you used to give me. <laughs> I know what they meant because Jeff is great. He he won't he won't berate you unless you ask him to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so fortunate that you asked me a lot. <laughs> but uh, I I had a situation where even on the first hole, I was after my second shot, I was in a bunker, green side bunker but a bunker nonetheless. Yep. And I pulled out the wedge and went, you know, it's, it's hinge and thump time. Right. Yep. And it just didn't feel right. And I realized, and, and for the past four or five rounds, I've been having a lot of trouble getting, getting out of bunkers, but I realized that I was standing too close to the ball. I was taking it away, but it was coming, it was coming down, not where it should be. And I went, oh, if I move back about four inches, man, this feels much more comfortable. And I got it up, got it out. It was spinning. It hit the green and started rolling to the pin. And again, everyone's going, who the hell are you? <laughs> How'd you hit that shot? You know, and it's just very simple. Just, you know, remember what Jeff says. It's there's multi steps to this thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's a handful of things that are just pretty important. And making sure that your body is free to move easily is mm-hmm. always a big piece. Yep. And if you start getting a little too close, now all of a sudden you get jammed up. Yeah, exactly. And nothing works well. Mm-mm. It's like kinking the joints. Doesn't it, work. No, it doesn't. It was, it was, and it gets to be embarrassing. And, and again, you start losing confidence and you start, you know, doing things like I got a buddy who uses a putter to get out of a sand because he's got no other club that's going to get. So he just takes his putter and hits it hard <laughs> and hopes and, there's no big lip. <laughs> yeah. 
was going to say that that can only work if there's plenty of sand near the edge to create the ramp that it's going to need to get over the lip. (laughs) That's how he does it. Uh, The uh, Donald Ross course at at, um, French Lick has a new head pro. Yes, they do. And she is one of the few female head pros in the country. She's a former LPGA tour player. Lori at CDs is her name. She won 26 times on the LPGA tour. And she is the head pro at the Donald Ross course. And we sat down with her and talked uh, at length. And she's got a great story. And we're going to hear it next right here on Those We Take Off Guys. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-4051. That's 800-705-4051. Again, 800-705-4051. It's game on at the French Lick Resort. You could play all day starting on their championship golf courses. The Pete Dye and Donna Ross courses are amongst the best in the Midwest. Play into the night at the French Lick Casino with slots, table games, and sportsbook. Did we mention free shuttle service and free customized planning? Visit FrenchLick.com and get started. Make your next golf and gaming trip count. FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter the casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or text I-N-G-A-M-B to 533-42. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone levels levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text SPARK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever. To help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text SPARK to 321321. That's Spark to 321321. Hey, it's those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. What we're going to do now is we're going to play you an interview that we did with Lori Atsidis, who is the new head pro at uh, the Donald Ross Course, French Lick Resort. The second voice you hear on this interview is from Golf Talk America, Frank Bassett. We are those weekend golf guys. We are the second best golf show in the world. Congratulations. Hey, thanks very much. Thanks. Beat me again. You beat me yesterday on the golf course, and now you're beating me in the... Get used to it. I still love you, John. Okay, I still love you, buddy. It's all right. Hey, we we are up at French Lick Resort, which is like our second home, a favorite place to be. And I talk to so many people in Louisville who go, oh, man, I keep hearing about that place, but I never go. It's 82 miles, so... Get your butts up here because it is a beautiful place. A, a woman who is sitting with us here at the table who is the first female head professional at the Donald Ross Golf Course here. I just overheard you telling the story. You came here not even knowing what the job was going to be because you had been here so much, had seen the place, and loved the people. I mean, I say I'm living in a Hallmark movie. I haven't, we haven't come up with a name for the movie yet, mm-hmm. but it is a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I just enjoy driving around and, and watching the trolleys go down the street and people yeah. kick the ball into the big holes and ladies and six people on a bike. And I just love the whole scene. I mean, it's, and then you throw in two amazing golf courses and the Valley mm-hmm. Links uh, Fitting Center. I mean, like, who can come to a town of this size and have that much greatness? I mean, it really is a pretty cool place. He, he didn't say it, but. That is Laurie Estetis, but it's not. At CDs. At CDs. But see, nobody would know you if we said that. That sounds like an email address. Well, I I have been known as Big Break B, and I'll let you just decide what the B should be. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to say that on the air because I like you, and I think you're a nice person. So they obviously are are a poor judge of character. Well, it was creative editing, and then on the second Big Break, everybody's like, we didn't know you were so nice. I'm like, yes, you did. I'm a nice person. (laughs) Twice in the big break. Yeah, and 26 professional wins. Okay, again, I was overhearing the last conversation you had, and it the impression I got was kind of like being good at golf surprised you. This is going to sound bad. Again, it's going to be like this whole creative editing thing. I was good at everything I did. I was just a natural I, athlete. I, I had like a state champion in foosball. Like everything I did with my hands or hand-eye coordination, it just was something that came natural to me. I, I wanted to play golf because I wanted to be like my dad. And I said, I, I, I'd like you to teach me to play. And he goes, well, if you can hit the ball in the air every time, I'll play golf with you. And I'm like, what? So I took my balls and I had these clubs I had to buy because he wouldn't buy them for me. And I went to the practice area and I'm like, well, how do you make a ball go in the air every time? Well, I figured out if you hit down, ball goes up. Mm-hmm. So I made very big divots and the ball went up every time because I wasn't taking any chances. So I went back to him and I said, okay, I can hit the ball in the air every time. He goes, okay, now I'm going to send you to the pro. And I'm like, wait a second. You told me if I hit the ball in the air every time you'd play golf with me. I had this ability to play this game that I didn't know I had. I didn't know I was that good at it until I saw my name on a leaderboard in Europe, and I thought, oh, maybe I am that good. You think that's important for for people to be good at golf is to be able to be athletic? I don't know. I mean, it'd be a good question to ask a lot of top golfers. You know, did you play anything else? I mean, you know, some people did and some people I don't know that. I always said, and I have neither of these, big hands and big feet. <laughs> so I, I know my friend Lori Rinker has large hands and large feet. And most of the good golfers have big hands and big feet. Hmm. I don't know what it is. But now you're going to watch golf today yes. and go, man, Camp Champ's feet are big. <laughs> you know, we noticed that. And I don't mean to go off base here or off That's subject. Okay. But we noticed that about all of these Big Ten young men, I should say. They're all big. They have big feet, big hands, and they're all tall. And I'm tall, too. So there are so many points in my swing that can go bad wrong if you're really tall like me. <laughs> well, I'm not tall. I'm only five foot two, but I stopped growing when I was 12. I have spinal bifida. And I think that that gave me a golf swing that most people wouldn't have. So I had no um, ending to a twist. My yeah. original golf swing was longer than John Daly's because I couldn't stop. So I had this huge golf swing that made the ball go very far. <laughs> so even though I was small in height, I was one of the top five in distance. So wow, okay. I would hit it as far as Michelle McGann, but it was only because I over-twist because I couldn't stop twisting. And I'm not anywhere near as tall as you, but I did beat you yesterday, Frankson. <laughs> John, uh, if you say that one more time, I'm going to say something bad on your show today because we go live. 
I Now, are you teaching up at the Donald Ross course? So we don't have a range at the Donald Ross, but I have been teaching. So I've given a few lessons on green grass. I've given a few in the hitting bays. And over the winter here in the mansion, on Saturday afternoons, I did afternoon with Lori. Can you do a playing lesson at, say, the Ross or the Die here? I, I can do a playing lesson. It's just going to cost you. That's okay. <laughs> My time I know, is valuable. I know Brendan Sweeney's marketing <laughs> account number, okay? Not a well, problem. Well, the question is, do you have a flat fee for that? Or you just play for like 20 bucks a hole. Gee, 200 a hole, buddy. Automatic one downs, double on birdies, greenies, and sandies. Play away. And, and you better have a bank account as big as Steve Forbes because you're going to lose to her. I can oh, yeah. You. It's remarkable. In, in a sport that is, demographically speaking, lacking in women's participation. Well, golf is a very intimidating game. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, the guys haven't made it better for the women when they're on the golf course Mm because they're always wanting to play through them and you know so it has to all come to we all kind of have to come together on that and Mm -hmm. you know we women pay the same price as the guys do to play golf but they're more intimidated to be out there because they kind of look better looked at a little bit different but we're going to start a ladies golf league here on um, Wednesdays uh, starting in May and it's just about having fun with your friends and if you don't want to keep score I don't care Yeah, if you uh, just want to hang out great if you are real serious keep score tell me what it is we're going to make everybody have a place to play on Wednesdays here at the Valley. Well, that's, that's the thing. And, and again, this is the, the, one of the things where we have, we approach with almost an evangelical zeal on the show is golf should be fun. And if you need to tee it up in the middle of the fairway in order to hit a shot that makes it so that you can have fun, do it. Nobody yeah. cares. You said something, John, that, 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 that triggered something in me about women and golf. The two most underutilized scholarships in the university system, women's golf is number one. There's so many opportunities for young ladies coming out of high school that have a talent for the game to really pursue some a, a great livelihood in this wonderful yeah. game that we all love. I yeah. mean, I, just the other day, my next door neighbor were showing his daughter how to swing. So I went over to introduce myself because I'm new in the neighborhood. You know, told him I got the radio show and gave yeah, me You're that guy balls. who moved like, in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a guy who needs to mow his lawn. Come on, what are you doing, man? She is a, a sophomore in high school this year, and it's the first time she's ever played golf. And she is like so many people who dad took her out and she hit a couple of balls and she hit it in the air and it went straight, didn't go far, but she got hooked. Yeah. She's like, wow, this is fun. And well, yeah. what golf can do for people is a lot of things outside of golf. You yes. know, I, I told my nephew who doesn't like to play golf, but he's a musician and he's going to be a heart surgeon. So he's a real smart kid. I said, keep the job at the golf course. He goes, but Lori, it's so hot. And I'm like, keep the job at the golf course. Mm-hmm. You don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know who you're going to help yes. one day. You don't know who you're going to run into. You don't know if it's going to be your future boss, mm-hmm. your future friend. You don't know if someone's going to ask you to come and play in a golf uh, tournament with mm-hmm. them. You have no idea what golf or the environment of golf can do for you. Yeah. Stay in it. Yep. And he stayed for three years. And he was working for my boss. And my boss said, this is one of the best young men we've ever had working for us. And and I told him all the great things. And he goes, you know, I'm really glad that I stayed. I've learned so much by being around golf. Yeah. So whether you play it or not, you're going to learn something. And there are so many opportunities for someone who learns golf. It parallels life. And your life skills are going to be better because you played golf or you enjoyed golf or you hung around golf. Golf is a cool, cool sport to hang around. And it's so easy to manipulate the game and to use it to your advantage in business. Look what golf did for me. 27 countries. 
Wow. How many people have I met in golf? Who, I mean, let, let me you ask know. you this. Who was your favorite celebrity to play golf with? Well, I got to tell you, um, I was working at Inverary in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, mm-hmm. and they were hosting the very first LPGA Farmore Classic, meaning if you won that event and another event, there was a million-dollar bonus. And this is back in 1990. Whoa. Time, right? I staffed uh, Bill Whaley, asked me to come and staff you know, the event because I worked at the TPC for so many of those uh, PJ events mm-hmm. and I was just at the hotel one day during the event and Nancy Lopez came down to the resort side and said hey can I get a ride over to the golf course across the street so I took Nancy Lopez over across the street it took us about 20 minutes to get there because she said hi to everybody <laughs> right. and she asked me what I was doing and I said well I'm gonna try to play professional mm. golf here in a couple months and she goes well do you want to play with me today and I'm like nope she says well it'll just be me and ray knight and kim bauer and the nanny and the kids and i said nope definitely so she says if you change your mind just let me know so everybody's like laura you're crazy you should play golf with nancy lopez i'm like i am not playing golf with nancy lopez and all those people so push came to shove i said all right i'll play so we played Mm -hmm. i got to the first team my hand was shaking so bad i couldn't get the tee in the ground And then Ray says, you want to have a bet? And I said, oh, yeah. He went in the ground just fine. And everything was fine. And then I think I might have driven Nancy Lopez crazy because every time she hit the shot, I'm like, what'd you hit? What'd you hit? What'd you hit there? What'd you hit there? I I was like a lunatic. I was going to learn as much as I could in 18 holes. Uh If this was the opportunity I had, I was not squandering it. And she was gracious. And we have been friends ever since. And it was really cool because here I am playing golf with Nancy. 40 years later, we're on the senior tour together, having sushi at a Japanese restaurant in New Hampshire. I'm like, (laughs) how how is your life any better than this? So that was... Nancy Lopez is is a very unique uh, lady. And my question is, not only did you learn from Nancy during that round, but did you win any money? I think I did. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) As soon as there's some money on the line, something in my brain just goes, mine. Well, it's the same same reason why why difficult golf courses. Well, my dad, he liked to gamble playing golf, and he he would say, how much have you got in your pocket? And I said, five. He says, bet ten. I said, but I only got five. He goes, bet ten. So that's, I I learned uh, early on to bet more than I had and, and, and uh, deal with the and, pressure and deal with it. Yeah. yeah. And from one of my early radio jobs was in Wheeling, West Virginia and the LPGA used to play Spidell at, uh, at the park up there. My for very first exposure to professional golf was LPGA and it was all of the women who were here in the senior LPGA championships and the legends that were there early in their careers. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah. great. The women's professional game is much more relatable to amateur golfers anyhow because i'm not going to sit there and look at a 182 yard shot and pull a pitching wedge out of my bag the, just the technique that they use to, to play steady. is you know, it's just nobody steady i've ever talked to that says anything different so then why are there not more lpj events on television yeah well why, that's, why is everybody relating to this group of people the most mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, it, it, it is, I know, it's all The chairman of IBM IM. is now a lady, okay? When we get more ladies in the CEO yeah, yeah. seat, they can say, well, I want to spend a million dollars to do this. Our yeah. commissioner, Molly, she's from Ithaca. We, yes. played the, we grew up yeah. on the same nine-hole city golf course. Well, all righty I mean, it's pretty cool that, you know, uh-huh. two people from yeah. Ithaca are... Well, again, well, I've always been, and, and John knows this about me, too. We were going to do 
an LPGA show every week, and they were going to put it on LPGA.com. It, it didn't happen. But if you have any ends and there's any interest at the LPGA for us to do a feature show every week on the LPGA, we're committed to do it. Yeah, we can but we'll, we'll do it and we'll highlight the LPGA every week. And if they want to put it on LPGA.com, whatever they need. We'd love to support women's golf much more than we do. What can you tell people to get them to get off their butts, put the clubs in the car, and drive up the French Lick to play golf? Take the aerial view. It's uh, Take the, the tour, the virtual tour. It's stunning. You're never going to drive up a driveway like the Pete Dye. Yeah. You're never going to visit a town with this much history and kindness and warmth. And I mean, it's it'll steal your heart yeah. for sure. And the golf courses can be as hard as you want them to be. Or as fun as you want them right. to be. Exactly. I like that part. <laughs> Lori, great to meet you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I have a funny feeling you're going to be here for, for quite a while. Well, let's hope so. Yes, indeed. And thanks for joining us here on Those Weekend Golf Guys. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around. Do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now, 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. 800-589-0470. And we are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. Timbergate Golf Course, Edinburgh, Indiana. Can we tell people you're going to be somewhere else this summer if, uh, they, if they want to listen? <laughs> I am. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a members-only kind of a situation where I'm mm-hmm. going to be teaching. But I'm going to be going out to Eagle Springs Golf Club in Walcott, Colorado, which is in the Vale Valley. It's, cool. um, yeah, it's out there near uh, Edwards and Avon and Eagle. And it's just right there on the Eagle River. And I'm just right there in this beautiful valley. And I'm going to get to look at, I get to look at mountains right out of the driving range. I'm going to be hitting golf balls out on the range, teaching golf out on the range. And we're looking at Beaver Creek Ski Resort in the backdrop. 
It's going to be fantastic. Fantastic. Well, congrats on that, man. And he'll yep. still be here, of course, every week with uh, those weekend golf guys, which you can catch at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Weekendgolfguys.tube. That's where this will be eventually. Um, we kind of like this Facebook Live thing. So, you know, you can get in the habit. Yeah. I, I can't guarantee it's going to be the same time every week, but just, you know, ask to be alerted. Follow us and we'll tell you when we're going to be there. So, yeah, because, you know, the Facebook Live thing is really cool because we can get people like we had last week. They follow the show, and then next thing you know, they can little do a little banter back and forth. We love seeing that. Yeah. Adds a little bit of uh, fandom to the show. We like that. Yeah. Well, Randy's been with us so far. He says it's been great so far. We said, Thanks, Randy. We, uh, we can always count on Randy to be around and to, uh, to give us honest feedback. If it wasn't good so far, he would have said so. <laughs> we know Randy. <laughs> We know oh, we well enough cut him off. to know that. So, <laughs> so indeed. Uh, so check us out, uh, facebook.com slash golf guys. You can go there. And again, it's weekendgolfguys.tube to watch the videos. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com to hear whatever episode you want to hear. They are all archived there. Another Randy, Randy uh, Scaff, who's a uh, uh, caddy up at uh, Pete Dycourse at French Lake, has been trying to catch up. And he started at the beginning with our episodes. And then he said, you know, he said, I think I'm going to go and work my way back. So he's been listening to some of the more recent stuff. And uh, he, too, has learned a bunch uh, from Jeff Smith. And he's like, man, he said, I, I may have to go take a lesson from the dude. I thought I knew how to play this game well. But just listening to Jeff, I know I'm lacking a little bit. So uh, <laughs> worse things could happen. But we do appreciate you all being here. Appreciate you listening. And again, anytime you want to ask Jeff a question, just look for the Facebook Live recording of the show. Uh, we would uh, we'd stop whatever we had planned, and uh, and let you ask questions and uh, and take care of your your particular problem. So, uh, if you want to do that, it's great. If you think you you got it all down, that's great. Just whatever you do, just hey, go out and play some golf. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.